Are you ready for a rewarding career in the electrical industry? Quality Electric of the Coastal Carolinas, QECC, is looking for qualified electricians and electrical helpers to join its Charleston team. QECC offers guaranteed full-time hours. Make up to $30 per hour with possible performance bonuses and career growth opportunities. Enjoy benefits like health insurance, dental and vision coverage, 401k plans, and more. If you're a motivated, experienced electrician, this job is for you. QECC is an equal opportunity employer. For all job inquiries, send email to hr at qeccinc.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to Bois, Bois. King of the Hill podcast. Uh, I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. And Rusty, um, we're somewhere else. Yeah, this is uh, the next the next step in the evolution of Rogue Media. Yeah, we're, uh, we're pretty high right now. We are in the highest building in Waco, Texas. Um, there are 22 floors in this building, and we are on floor 21, as yeah. you can kind of see out the uh, windows there. The we- building's height from the sidewalk is 246 feet and four inches, and the height to the observation tower on the top is 282 feet. Yeah. Uh, Waco itself sits at about 452 C foot sea level mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we're almost a thousand feet in the air right now we're about 600 700 feet in the air wow don't tell mason like <laughs> yeah, don't, mason yeah. don't like don't that idea i broke it down into feet for you there mason <laughs> <laughs> so so you can tell what what it's going to take to fall out of this place so as you can see we're recording on a sunday morning which is a little late for us but um you can see all of you right towards baylor and you can see I thirty five there and all the, the buildings and stuff. It's a cool. It's 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 the it's Dr cool Pepper place. Museum. They can't yeah. see it, but yeah. yeah, we do live in the home of Dr Pepper, and we could oh, actually yeah. see the birthplace of it from here. We yeah. could see it's. Uh, well, you know who really inception. can't see it is the people listening. Yeah, they really can't see it. There's a there's a unicorn and a pink elephant. And I think I just saw a couple of pigs fly from that direction. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which in a situation like this, this is one of those things where as a kid, uh, you drive by this place all the time. Yeah. And then you think, oh, I'll never get to uh, I'll, the the time I get to sit at the top of that building is when mm-hmm. pigs fly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of pigs over there flying. <laughs> sure enough. So this building is the American Amicable Life Insurance Corporation or something like that. Yeah. But it's the Alico building, A-L-I-C-O. And in 1911, whenever it was completed and finished mm-hmm. and opened, mm-hmm. it was the tallest building west of the Mississippi. There yeah. was It was the yeah. original Western skyscraper. So it was the first 
skyscraper of the West. Yeah. Uh, there right was here. there was a big tornado that came through in 1953. Okay. 1953, yeah. 1953 uh, tore up all of downtown Waco, but yet this building, 22-story, remained intact and uh i, I don't know the builders that built it but from what i understand it was people that had built stuff in new yeah. york and things yeah. like that too and the steel structure they said swayed yeah and the way it swayed it kind of just it, it was able to keep its shape and not yeah. you know busted some windows out and stuff like that but and, and uh luck- we're still sitting in it right now so it's the yeah. structural integrity had to have been sound oh yeah especially for 1911 yeah and and luckily it didn't take a direct hit that was that was the big piece yeah you know? it, it didn't take a direct hit that, that was a big thing too all right know, so. so we are here for king of the hill we are here for king of the hill we did so give you a little uh, uh, a little history lesson of the new building did. that we, we record from and so. and for you guys uh on video or you folks that uh are helping us out on patreon by the way thank you to everyone on patreon uh, Jordan, especially to you. Uh, yeah, thanks, Jordan. We really appreciate, appreciate it. you so much. Um, probably, and, probably outside of Artie, our biggest fan. Yeah. I, I can't take that yeah. away from Artie. Oh God, no, no. Artie's, Artie's <laughs> can't take guy. that away from Artie. You no, know, we but have. She's we, probably our second biggest fan for sure. We have another person uh, that is quickly oh, becoming a big fan of ours. Okay, we who, have who, now who read two of their emails. So the one that okay. was talking about the Crazy Eyes era. Oh, the, um, the Los Ocos. And I'll, I'll, I'll refer to that on Friday. He's got some good ideas. I, I'm sorry. They have some good ideas um, about a possible thing we could do. So I'll, okay. read, you, I'll read you that yeah, on yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll check that it's out for a Friday episode. It's pretty good. I, yeah. I didn't know these things that they're talking about existed. Yeah, there's and a lot so, of things I don't know exist yeah, out there. It's a, it's a couple of books about King of the Hill. That oh, they, King that of the Hill own, books. Oh, but wow. one of the books is so rare, it's like 1500 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that it's is crazy. crazy. Um, yeah, I definitely want to hear about that. All right, we are at season four, episode nine, To Kill a Ladybird. To Kill a Ladybird, yeah. This is, okay, so I'm going to need to ask you a question here in a minute, and we'll discuss it in a minute. But yeah. if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time we see Hank really break down, like, emotionally. Emotionally? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, he, he literally cries. In this one, I don't know. He had the. He went blind. Have we yeah. got that far yet? Yeah, we've went, seen that. Yeah, one. that was that was that was with, last uh, season. Yeah, but he saw his mom. I don't think he ever cried fucking, over that. Uh, though, you know, I don't think he ever cried. Anyway, we'll get to I it. I can't think of anything that he cried yeah. for. So if if, if I'm wrong, Artie will let me know I'm wrong pretty the quick. Only, the only thing I can think of is is maybe tears of joy that he's cried before yeah. because of like cowboys or something like that. You know. And once we get everything set up here, uh, we need to get Artie on again. Or maybe when Ladybird got out. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, doesn't doesn't matter. We'll we'll, we'll oh, figure yeah, it out, yeah. and our folks will tell us. All right. So. Nah, he didn't cry. You talk about when she got out and she's yeah. running around with yeah. that other dog. Doggy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I think he was mad. He displayed the what's anger you, at the little doggy and at Con. Doggy. I know it's a doggy. What's the dog's name? Doggy. That's my <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we start this one. Like I said, season nine episode or season four episode nine to kill a ladybird. We start at the Hill House uh, at night in the living room. By the way, no bell, no yell. Uh, Hank is reading the paper and Bobby is on the ground with Ladybird. And is this a thing that people do? He was rubbing that tennis ball on the dog and then he throws it. I mean, I've never seen that. Okay. I mean, he might've just been using it as like, uh, you know, them, like a massage yeah. deal, like yeah. them, they have the little, yeah. it's like the hand thing with mm-hmm. the three knots on it. Mm-hmm. He might have just been using some, using it in Maybe. that way for a dog. I don't but know. I don't but know. He's, he's there on there the are dog chiropractors. Yes, I know. 
which uh, I think it, imagine you go in there and somebody goes to adjust your dog and like paralyzes them from the waist <laughs> down. Like, you know, like how does that sad. happen? Um, how does that even happen? But it's uh, how does no, but how does that happen, Mike? How do we get to a point in society to where we're, we're we're massaging our dogs? We're, we're popping their flexor joints and stuff like that in their <laughs> hips. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, it is our fault that dogs are the way they are. I mean, I'm telling we, you, idiocracy took, is playing itself out more those, and more. We took those poor wolves and we turned them into pugs and so that's uh that's a real problem yeah that is a real problem Teacup poodles uh okay so bobby is on the ground and he's rubbing that ball um on ladybird he, he's trying to get her to fetch so he's like come on ladybird fetch that's right that's right he throws the ball nothing happens nothing he says uh okay you can get it come on girl come on girl and then he's trying to kind of push her, um, but nothing happens. He's like, oh, fine. It can just stay there for all I care. Yeah, because she's as old as him at this point. Yeah. yeah. She says, he, he says, you can just stay there for all I care. Get it. Come on. <laughs> like, he's, he's just not <laughs> yeah. done with it, you know. Uh, Hank just kind of sighs, puts the paper down, and says, uh, get him the ball already. And he's talking to Ladybird instead of talking to Bobby, which I think is funny. Uh, and then he picks up the ball. <laughs> Ladybird goes and gets the ball. He picks it up. Uh, and then he chunks it to Bobby and goes, here you go, boy. Like he's, yeah. <laughs> like he's a freaking yeah. dog. He goes, take it easy on Ladybird, Bobby. She's 91 years old in dog years. Each time she fetches, it's like seven fetches for you and me. It's a lot of fetches. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Makes zero sense. Bobby says, well, tell Ladybird I'm done playing because she only listens to you. Hank throws the ball. Ladybird goes after it. And he's just like, huh, that a girl. You know, and that's, I mean, she really does only listen to Hank. Only listens to yeah. Hank. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not very playful to begin with anyway. She's, she's a not. bloodhound. But she is a, she is a good guard dog for them. Yeah. Even, she's a good guard dog. Even when they go through the whole thing where she's barking a lot or whatever, you yeah. know, and that kind of thing, she's still a good guard dog. Or when she, uh, she bites, uh, yeah. uh, Bernie Mac. Mm -hmm. I think Bernie mm -hmm. Mac did the voice of the, uh, the black repair guy. Yeah. 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 They thought that he had a racist dog and it turns out That's it right. wasn't a racist dog. It, the dog just didn't like repairmen. <laughs> didn't like repairmen. That's right. Uh, Bobby takes the uh, next thing we see is Bobby is taking the trash out to the side of the house and uh, there's just trash everywhere on the ground. And he looks up and there's a, or he moves some stuff and there's a raccoon on the ground with a box on its head. It's yeah. like a cereal box on its head. And he goes, oh, hold on, little fella. That happened to me once. Okay, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we believe it, Bobby. We believe you. He goes, you hungry? Well, let's see what Santa's got in his goodie bag. And he starts dipping stuff out of the trash bag. He goes, oh, what a crime. If you're not a hungry man, Luann, you shouldn't be taking on the hungry man dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I like that joke. Yeah, that's, that's really funny. Well, it's true, though. If you're going to eat the, if you're like, I, that's one thing that I, I hate more than anything. Man has a lot of food, though. Well, well, no, but it's not that much food. But not only that, I it's just hate it when people order something and yeah, then they yeah. just throw half of it away yeah. or something like that yeah. or, or don't even take it to go with them. You know what I read the other day? Or no, somebody told me this the other day. Um, that at eight, I think it's H-E-B. 80 something percent of the salad prepackaged salad goes to waste. Oh, I don't like doubt 80 it. 80 something. Yeah. Percent I don't doubt it. Throwing it away. Yeah. I don't doubt it's it crazy. at all. It's Cause it's gotta be bought pretty quick. Yeah. I mean the yeah. freshness oh, is shelf life on that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's just the same as shelf life on oh, okay. any fresh anything. Well, like Cause it freaking, is fresh, but it's packaged yeah. and sent to the store and you got to eat it pretty like quick. Freaking avocado will last longer than that. Thing, yeah, yeah. 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 For sure. All right, so uh, uh, I think my kid eats more avocados than really? than any human being I've, I've ever met. Huh? Loves avocados. Probably eats probably about six or seven avocados a week. I had one this morning. Uh, it was lovely with my with my little fried eggs and my toast. I don't um, like avocados. Really? 
It's a There's texture a thing. Uh, well, it's not the flavor so much. Mm-hmm. It's a texture. Oh. The, the texture of avocado. Mushy? Well, I don't mind certain things that are mushy like that. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. I don't know why. I don't know if it's... It, it's a mushy texture, but it's different. It's got... It's. I don't know. It's like snot. Well, it's, it's like, like mushy, slimy. I don't know. It's weird. Almonds. Almonds for me. I, I love nuts, right? Uh, but almonds, I just... I don't... They seem like too much work. And it's because they have the little holes on them, you know, they get caught in your throat and stuff. You're talking about that 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 thin husk yeah. that, or whatever yeah. it is on them. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I worked at, uh, of course, I worked at the candy factory for sure. a long time, and we would get the big, huge bags of just, you know, raw almonds that would yeah. feed into the yeah. caramel, and I'd go and get some sometimes, and you're, it would get in between your teeth and stuff oh, like yeah. that. I just don't, I don't yeah. know. It doesn't. My, my wife buys these Boiled mixed. almonds, like boiled peanuts. Yeah. Have you ever had those? No, I have not. Uh, neither have I. I heard they're great, though. <laughs> so my wife buys these bags of like mixed nuts yeah. you know and she'll put them in this container that we just keep in the kitchen and you know every once in a while you just grab a uh, she gets onto me because I'll take the almonds out and throw them to the dogs. The dogs eat the almonds. There you go. <laughs> and that way I can just dip in and. Get and them it's good for their. Nuts. It's good for their coat. I uh, let's let's say that. Uh, now we're in the kitchen with Peggy uh, and uh, Bobby is going through the cabinets uh, and the refrigerator. It looks like and and uh, sorry, just the the pantry. And she goes, Ah, uh-uh, Bobby, at the table. I'm tired of finding crubs in the bathtub. Uh, and then Bobby goes over to the side. He's found a couple of fruit pies, which doesn't seem like you ought to have to dig too hard for those. No, he shouldn't have to dig too hard through for fruit fairly pies. Quickly. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, his mom is is going through boxes of them a week. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that she buys them. You remember the day old stores? Like you would go to the yes, Mrs. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. They don't have that no more. Mm-hmm. They uh, it was the, great. The last one died out in the old movie store, Flicks yeah. in Bell Mead. Yeah. That was yeah. the last mm-hmm. one, and it mm-hmm. just died out within the last what, like four years? I think three it, years. It, it hadn't been a whole ton uh, of time. It's been yeah. a tattoo parlor, uh, and uh, it was a physical therapist building, <laughs> and then now I think it is a chiropractor. Yeah. Uh, you know the the video store that I owned in Robinson yeah. uh, turned into Rocket Video. That was a Flix. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, that was, was that was that a Flix out the there one. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it went from a Flix to some kind of like what you did, I guess, gallery, like I think, movie gallery. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that, that means nothing to anybody who's listening. No, it means nothing. Uh, Unless but, you had a movie gallery in your neighborhood. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. I also bought all the neon from the movie galleries whenever they went out of business here. And oh, I would wow. put it up in my stores, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so um, he takes a couple of fruit pies. He takes one little bite out of one of them. And he goes, oh, is it me or are they making these things bigger? Because he just wants to take it out to the raccoon. Right? Yeah. And so he <laughs> that, throws- that was funny, too, because nobody is going to believe Bobby's going to oh, throw Lord, away a no. fruit pie. No. But and he, nobody's even paying attention to him. No. Like, his mom is completely ignoring him. As long as he's not eating them in the bathtub, she doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, why does he get in the bathtub and eat fruit pies? Uh, <laughs> maybe he's hiding his habit. I guess. He stays, stays in the know, shower. It's kind of like... Uh, it's kind of like when your dad wants to crack a beer open at 10 a.m., so he's out in the yard <laughs> doing stuff. So, he, you know, it's like Saturday, and he cracks yeah, that 10 a.m., yeah. and he's hiding behind the tree or something, and your mom knows what he's doing. Yeah. It's kind of like that with the fruit pies, I think. Yeah. I think Bobby, like, his mom knows he's in there cracking. She can hear the crunch of it open, you oh, know, I so she knows what he's doing, yeah. but I think he just does it to hide it. And she comes and yells at him in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, so he takes one bite out. He throws them both into the trash bag that he's carrying out, which has hardly any trash in it whatsoever, uh, and he starts to go outside. Now we're back out uh, with the raccoon at the trash, and uh, he sees the raccoon digging in the trash, and he goes, oh, you don't want that. Tonight's garbage is meh. 
He goes, I brought you something special. And he gives him one of the pies. Uh, he goes, you know, the black around your eyes makes you look like a mask, or it makes it look like you have a mask. He goes, I'm going to call you masky. No, <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. I can beat that. Bandit. Bandit. Mind if I join you? Uh, and then he, he tops up on one of the trash cans next to the, next to the, uh, raccoon. And he goes, how about a marshmallow chaser? Chunks him a little marshmallow. Uh, and, uh, they both, st- <laughs> so they're eating their fruit pies and their marshmallows and stuff. And the raccoon makes a little chittering noise. And then Bobby <laughs> decides he can do that same, do thing. the same noise back to him. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part. I thought that was fantastic. I kind of like this next part too. I was just sitting there munching on the marshmallow. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's marshmallow. what I like about raccoons is their thumbs and they yeah. ha- they hold things like, you know, it's kind of like a human, like, yeah, I think that's why it's like, I don't know. They, they're just hard to Nature's hate. They're yeah. hard to hate. Oh, they really are. Yeah. But, uh, unless one's coming after you. Maybe. Yeah. I like this, uh, observational humor here sure. for, from Hank about the fish and the snakes and the dogs. So, that's a very, very, uh, <laughs> It's one of those things that's very relatable to for like Texans. Not at my house because my dad yeah. never really cared about yeah. what animal was what. My dad actually, they had my parents had uh, uh, cats and stuff because right. my dad is like, well, I ain't got to take care of that damn thing and take care of myself. Cats, yeah, yeah they just yeah. take care of themselves, kind yeah. of thing. But uh, a lot of uh, friends' dads that I had because my dad's not conventional. A lot of like the conventional Texas dads that I was around as kids. That's exactly the thing they'd say. Oh, cat! Oh, cat! That's mm-hmm. a girl's. That's a girl's mm-hmm. pet. Oh yeah. Oh, sure. I hate cats. Sure. There's like a really like, and it's not even like I don't want a cat. It's like I hate cats. Yeah. It's that real it's like a like a deep kind of hatred. Yeah. Like oh, it's I can't a have a cat. Yeah, yeah. It's a guttural hate. <laughs> it's weird. It's so, so weird. <laughs> the next thing we see, we're at Pet Pals, and like you were referring to, uh, Bobby and Hank are. are walking through the store this is a pet store and he, he they're passing all the other pets and he's a like, fish huh, snakes yep dog's the only animal that makes sense and i suppose a cat might work if you're a little girl or an old lady who you know sick yeah <laughs> um so bobby is looking around at the little toys the, the the dog toys and stuff and he picks up a frisbee and um he starts to daydream just a little bit and uh, uh, he sees himself playing catch. He's throwing the frisbee and you see all these dogs running around and stuff. And then out of nowhere comes Bandit jumping up in a little kerchief. Yeah. And he catches the catches the uh, the frisbee, runs it back to Bobby. And then one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, Bobby shakes hands with the with the raccoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a hearty handshake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fantastic. And he kind of snaps out of it and he goes back and goes, Can I buy this, Dad? And uh, Hank says, Bobby, this is a pet store, not a toy store. Uh, you know how much they mark that junk up. And then <laughs> to really contradict himself, Hank has a has a coffee mug and he takes it up to the guy at the counter and he goes, excuse me, how much uh, is it to get your dog's picture put on this mug? <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a Frisbee, but yeah. I'll get a ladybird on a mug. Uh, I got a couple of facts I forgot to yeah, run through real fast to Artie's. Uh, this one is one of those ones that was written by none other than Paul Leiberstein. Okay. Which is yep. Toby, Toby from, from the, the office. office for everybody. Okay, so it's just some quick ladybird facts. Yeah. Uh, and then whenever we get to the rabies part, I'll mm-hmm. have some more facts for okay. the rabies cool. stuff. But uh, so these are ladybirds facts. I didn't look up facts for rabies because I assumed that Artie would. would yeah, have Artie did. He got me some good. Facts. He's got me some yeah. good stuff too. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny which ones uh, actually cause the most rabies sure. in America. It's, it sure. wouldn't be one that people would think. Okay. Uh, okay old so uh, old ladies, yeah. yes, old actually. Ladies. Uh, 
specifically 73 years old and sure, higher. Sure, yeah. that's when it really kicks that's in. That's when it really kicks yeah. in, yeah. So, uh, Lady Bird, uh, for those of you who... little lock jaw. Yeah, they, yeah they? it just locks onto you. <laughs> <laughs> like right, a, so, uh, so uh, like a bat, like a like hinge, right. like a bat. That's yeah. Right. So uh, Lady Bird is named for those of you who don't know, she's named after LBJ Lyndon Baines Johnson's wife, Lady Bird Johnson. Uh, Hank claims in an episode that her mother tracked down James Earl Ray, who was the killer for Martin Luther yeah, King. Yeah. Uh, she also like Hank has uh, a narrow uh urethra? no but she, she she has a narrow issue but it's a narrow uterus oh okay uh, skinny uterus yeah she has a skinny uterus so <laughs> she also had issues procreating name. yeah skinny uterus uh and actually so in real life uh bloodhound's average lifespan is actually seven to eight years oh, wow. so she's lived double that yeah. by this point yeah. and uh according one yeah 91 <laughs> Okay, and then uh, and then according to Bill, so Bill 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 says this at some point. Uh, Hank and Peggy had Lady Bird up to a full year before Bobby, making her at least thirteen, and later yeah. on fourteen years yeah. old. Because Hank says she's ninety-one in people years, so that would put her four at fourteen. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it has Lady Bird facts. Yeah, because we've figures. we've been through that that one episode where they got Lady Bird because they thought they couldn't have a kid. You know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. All right, so uh, now we're back outside at the trash with Bandit, and uh, we can see that it's starting to rain a little bit, like it's kind of sprinkling. Uh, and um, uh, Bobby comes out and he's talking to Bandit, and he goes, "So we're eating dinner," and Ladybird starts to beg. That says it all right there. And then he kind of looks around at the rain. And he goes, "You know, Mrs. Gribble said it wasn't going to rain." AccuWeather my foot. <laughs> Actually, uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you no, again. No, you're good, uh, man. Go for it. He got his information wrong, and I'm glad I could call him out on it. Uh, this wasn't written by Paul Lieberstein. Oh. Uh, this episode was actually written by uh, Norm Hiscock. Oh, really? Okay. And Norm Hiscock is a guy I've been trying to get a hold of on social media uh, to to talk with because he's yeah. done a lot of he's done a lot of writing for yeah, King yeah, of the Hill. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of assume there's a lot of Paul strikes Lieberstein going on. would be involved in almost everything. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of strikes and stuff going on right now, yeah. and. Uh, so the so the, the the actors have now gone on strike with the writers, mm-hmm. and the only thing that's stopping the animation guild from striking is they've got one year left on their current contract, and in their contract it says that they cannot strike yeah. to yeah. protest uh, their current contract. They can right. go strike with everybody right. else, they, but they got to be at work. It's a little so. odd to me that you see Fran Dresser, the nanny. Uh, up giving a press conference where she says that they are the true victims. I, I would like for her to temper her words a bit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, I don't to know be if fair, victims is the word. To be fair, I think it's uh, somewhere between eighty-seven and eighty-nine percent of uh, all SAG card holders yeah. uh, make below twenty-six thousand dollars a year. Oh, I don't doubt so, that. I don't doubt that. It's funny. It's funny for her to say that because she hasn't been directly affected financially. I'm, I'm sure she probably sure. has, in a sense, been oh, direct, directed at some point. But I don't know. She's one of those ones that I'm pretty sure she's made. You know, made her living. Yeah, it's just hard to it's hard to use the word victim. I just uh, that that kind of stuck with me for some reason. Yeah, um, y- you know, uh, one of the things though, you're talking about that strike. Um, I just got through watching the the new Black Mirror episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's one of those episodes where they talk about using a CGI likeness of people, and um, one of the things that's come out of this strike is that the studios had proposed 
a contract for stars that would let them do that with their appearance in perpetuity. And they would only get paid for one day of work. Right, right. That's so crazy, right? That's scary, that right? That they would own their digital likeness. That's, That's scary. Now that, And you I know what understand. that is also? That yeah. takes away your ability to use your own digital likeness oh, because you don't own it. They own That's your right. digital That's likeness right. in any form, shape, or fashion. Your digital you belongs to them. That's go, nuts. Go watch uh, Joan is Awful. The first episode of the new Black Mirror. The new Black Mirror. It is. Uh, it, it's scarily accurate. I've seen zero of that show altogether. I'm just going to go through and watch you it really from the beginning. Start at one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are all very, very good. The, does it kind of do? I thought was fantastic. Does it kind of do like American Horror, where it's a different thing it's, each season? Kind of like Twilight thing? Zone, American Horror, whatever. That yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, it's a different oh, Twilight different story. Zone. It's yeah. a different story every time. And I would say it in, it incorporates technology basically into every episode. Yeah. But it, it is a technology heavy Twilight Zone. And it kind of. Probably touches on a lot of the shit, the last shit one, that we're faced with right now. I the imagine. last one was basically a horror. AI I mean, it is was scary. Good. It was good. Uh, okay, so enough of that. Uh, this is uh, so he, it's starting to rain, and he he says, "Accu weather my foot." And he goes, "I'm." He opens a little gate. You know, you you have that grid that's uh, or that uh, what do you call it? The covering over like where the basement is. Yeah, yeah like a vent. Yeah. Um, he opens that and he lets Bandit in. He goes, "I'm going to leave this open so you can use the street light as a nightlight." But my question was about the basement. We don't have basements here. It's not a basement. It's the garage. Is it? It's the vent for the garage. Oh, so? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was basement because when Dale crawls under and stuff. No, that's like the crawl space for the house. Okay. But like, I'm curious as how. Cause so it's it, just a crawl space, you're thinking? It's like a pier and beam house. Oh, okay. So okay. it's probably like, that a, makes it's more probably sense. like the crawl yeah. space. And I would think it's a, a pier and beam house. And the only reason why I would say that is because I imagine that the Hank, Hank living in that house is probably not a brand new home. I imagine they moved into it in the eighties. So it was probably a used house when he bought it. And if it was built yeah. in the seventies or sixties yeah. or something like oh, that, it it's be. probably on a pier and beam. Those little neighborhoods, I would assume. Yeah. 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 When I growing up, all my houses were pier and beam. Yeah. That, uh, all them little, how I grew up in a pier and beam house too. Yeah. All them little houses like that are all mostly going to be pier and beam. Well, the issue older. we have out here is a lot of uh, shifting dirt. You know, yeah. the, the, the earth shifts a lot around here. I can remember at our house, um, it would shift and you'd get cracks in the, in the uh, drywall and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, my dad ended up just putting up paneling and that way you couldn't see when the wall shifted. When the wall shifted. Know? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. The old seventies wood paneling. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we had a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And our house was bright yellow. Oh, bright yellow. Outside, bright yellow. Oh, wow. And then at one point they painted the house, um, almost black. It was so gray. It was like midnight gray or something like that. I want an all black house. It's so weird. I want an all black house. I don't know. They were odd. And we had a big cactus, uh, garden out front. Like a saguaro just. No, no. we had like the little punky. Oh, I got you. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fell into that thing probably more than once. Mm. Yeah. We had stickers real bad in this oh, yeah. one patch in our backyard. And I remember me and my brother sometimes would get into get into it, you mm-hmm. know, pissed off at each other, rolling mm-hmm. around fighting. Yeah. And I remember, I don't know how many times oh, yeah. either him or me ended up with two hands oh, full yeah. of stickers, yeah. and you just sit there trying oh, to get them all hurt, out. Like it's terrible. Yeah, oh, too, it's yeah. rough. It's almost like, and, and maybe they do, but it's almost like they have little barbs on the end of them that stick into your skin. Oh, uh, when know? you try to pull them out. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It's almost like a little fishing hook or something. Yeah, yeah. And and I worry about like now with it being over like 104 every, every day of this month. Um, you worry about those stickers and the brambles and all that stuff, you know, because that's when that stuff really dries out and gets nasty. Oh, it hurts. Yeah. 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 Especially when it's this hot outside, like it's been, it's insane. I think yesterday it was 104 with a heat index of 115. I'll believe it. I believe every bit of it. 
Yeah. Well, um, we are uh, latitudinally mm-hmm. on like the same playing field as some of the most inhospitable places oh, on sure. earth. Yeah. Dallas yeah. is on like a 30 degree plane with like yeah. the Sahara desert, uh, yeah. the Iranian deserts. And it's just on that same. It's insanity that anything grows around here. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, okay. So now it's the next day he's let uh, bandit into the crawl space. And the next day um, uh, from, uh, from behind the door, let's see, what am I, what am I referring to here? Oh, Hank comes into the garage. So the next day we're in the, uh, in the garage of the Hill house and Hank comes out there. He's got a big bag of canine complete dog food recipe for dry kibble. And he, he, that I'm assuming that's what he bought over at pet pals. For yeah. For, Lady uh, for Ladybird. Yeah. He, he goes out with the bag, he puts it down and then he looks around and there's just a mess everywhere in the garage. And so, uh, he, he finally looks over, he sees the, uh, the raccoon they they lock eyes and Hank's like, Gah. you know, this is this again. This is another time that um, we find out Hank is afraid of something. Um, you know, we had that trivia question where it was bats. Well, I would argue that this raccoon he's deathly afraid of as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Not no, just for bats. sure. Not just bats. Yeah. Speaking of bats, this is my fact. Yeah. Uh, in Austin, Texas, there is a huge urban population of bats oh, that yeah. sits underneath Under bridge. the Congress Street Bridge. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the Congress Street Bridge is the street that lines up directly with the, capital. Uh, the Texas Capitol, which is... Uh, Oddly enough, uh, us being a state that suppresses rights for women, it is a big, huge pink building because mm-hmm. Texas is known for its pink granite. Yeah. And it was made out of Texas pink granite when it was made. So there sure. you go. There's a little sure. Austin fact for you guys. Yeah. I lived in Austin for a little while. And um, it is a beautiful building, though. It is a beautiful building. It's a, They have a wonderful downtown. It's just too bad that uh, there's politicians in it. Uh, so Hank kind of goes, yeah, and he runs back into the house and from, uh, uh, well, actually before he runs into the house, he goes, you're going to wish you messed up somebody else's garage, you furry bastard. And he picks up, <laughs> he picks up a screwdriver. Like he's going to fight the yeah, damn yeah, raccoon. Yeah. And then he runs back in the house, uh, and scared <laughs> and behind the door, you hear him say, bastard. And that's like, that's why I don't think Hank's that country. You know you what I'm saying? You don't hear Hank say bastard That's why I don't often, think yeah. Hank's that country because I've seen my dad <laughs> like challenging raccoons, but my dad's like out there in his underwear like fighting yeah. them, ready to fight yeah. kind of thing in the yeah. middle of the night at the trash oh, cans. Sure. Yeah. And then Hank runs inside. So I think... Uh, well, he also reaches back out Hank and Hank is a lot more food. timid too yeah. than... than oh, uh, I believe so, yeah. Than a lot of uh Well, it takes a country lot to guys. get riled up. You know, yeah. like we were talking about Jimmy Richards, the only guy you ever see him kick his ass. Yeah. But that took a lot, a lot to get him there. Yeah. A lot of screw had to mess with Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. But what I love is that Hank grabs the dog food and pulls it back inside and then behind the door. Bastard. Bastard. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then the, now we see in the kitchen, uh, Bobby, he's pretending to take the trash out again because he wants to go see bandit. He goes, I'm going to take out the garbage. Uh, Peggy says, no, Bobby, there's a raccoon out there, and it almost literally attacked your father. Uh, he says, raccoon? Hank says, don't worry. I'm going to get rid of it. He goes, Bandit was just hungry, Dad. Uh, uh-oh, he's named the thing. So Hank says, Bandit? Bobby, you name a pet. You name a guitar. You do not name a filthy animal, and you do not feed it our garbage. No, no wonder it was Bandit. <laughs> no wonder it was rooting around in the garage. 
uh, it was looking for more of your handouts, and he takes the trash away from Bobby. Bobby goes, it's not a handout when you feed Ladybird, is it? Hank says, Ladybird is a member of this family. You've seen our Christmas card. Bobby says, yeah, I've also seen her drink out of the toilet, wipe herself on the carpet, sniffing other dogs, and Hank has had enough. He's oh, like, he's getting pissed. Enough. Yeah. Bandit is a wild, disease-written animal that will bite your face. Now, does that sound like something Ladybird would do? Bobby, again, defending Bandit. Ladybird doesn't do anything anymore. She's too old. And uh, Hank says, Bobby. Ladybird is in Lady the room. Ladybird is in the room. <laughs> like Talking she, about like wild, disease-ridden animals, yeah. leave possums alone. Yeah. If you ever see possums, leave them alone. Mm-hmm. They don't carry diseases. No. They are very disease-resistant animals. They eat, they eat a lot eat of bugs. All the bugs that cause Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. They'll eat a lot mm-hmm. of ticks and nasty yeah. stuff that yeah. hurts you. They're actually things you want in your eco, your yard's ecosystem. I always thought possums are kind of cute. I always thought they were like... And when you see one of those... It's kind of like people who like pugs. Mm-hmm. They're so fucking ugly <laughs> that they're cute. You know what I mean? Like a possum is there's, so ugly that it's cute. There's honestly nothing cuter than you see a mama possum and she's got all the babies hanging off of her yeah. and she's just like, you know, waddling down the street. Jordan kind of had mentioned that she had found a... One of them, uh, our plushies that she sends uh-huh. us, she yeah, had found a possum. She had found a possum oh, squishmallow. Possums. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> fantastic. Uh, okay, so next we're in the alley with all the guys. Uh, of course, Bill, Boomhauer, Dale, and Hank. Hank says, the whole garage looked like one of those horror movies. You know, tools all over the place. Well, that's not a horror movie. No, Hank, that's not a horror okay. movie. That's yeah. your nightmare. <laughs> Dale, Dale says, yep. That does piss men off, though. Like, oh, I don't really sure. care because I don't own a lot of tools. But I know as a kid, if you, like, my dad would be like, go get the whatever socket. Yeah, yeah. If you got that socket or however many sockets you got out, and if you jostled yeah, it around and yeah. then closed it, and then the next time he opened it, everything was kind of strewn out, he would be like, oh, my God, I only told you to get one socket, yeah. not throw five yeah. of them all over the box. I am just the opposite. I have a little storage building out back, and it's uh, it, it is a giant mess. A mess. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I'm going to die before that gets cleaned up. Dale says, "Yep, sounds like a raccoon or a possum imitating the behavior of a raccoon or a squirrel." Okay, Dale, that doesn't make any sense. No, uh, he's like, "What I'm getting at is, I will handle it." Uh, Hanks says, uh, "No thanks, Dale. I've already taken care of it. Uh, I put out spring-loaded live traps this morning." He goes, "Ha! Huh, a trap." The only thing that's going to get trapped is you, Hank, trapped into thinking a trap actually works. Uh, and then Bill goes over as they're talking to the cooler to get another beer out. He opens it up, and for some reason, Bandit is in the cooler. I'm not real sure how oh, that okay. happened, but he's in the cooler. I got a quick fact yeah, here. So Dale, when he goes to crawl underneath into the crawl space, yeah. there's a little noise uh, like a... Like a uh-huh. whatever noise that Bandit supposedly makes, uh-huh. that noise is from the video game Oddworld. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Apparently, there's a creature on Oddworld that makes that noise, and that's where they pulled that sound bite from. For oh, that's that cool. was from from Oddworld. So Bandit is in the cooler. It Bill falls over because uh, he's scared out of his mind. Uh, Hank throws some loose change at it because he has no idea what to do yeah. while screaming, "Get out of here, you furry bastard!" And then you see Dale. Uh, he comes over and starts picking up the change. Like it, like the 23 cents on the floor is just going to be the best thing ever. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets up and he hands Hank his card and says, my card. Bandit we see run under the house. So now we know where he's at. Next thing we see is a lot, and I mean a lot, of poison inside of uh, Dale's. Oh, he hasn't went underneath yet. 
Oh my God. Yeah, this so is the, this is the part yeah, right yeah, here yeah. where that sound is. That's yeah. my fault. Yeah. No, I, I jumped good. the gun. You're good. But we see him like getting ready. Uh, he's yeah. putting on all his stuff. Poison he everything. A, he puts a freaking Bowie knife into his shoe. You <laughs> know? I mean, the dude is strapping up. Popularized uh, by Jim Bowie. That's right. He says, uh, no worries, Hank. I played out this scenario a thousand times in my mind. Most of them I've won. Most of them. <laughs> you know what I do when I go to San Antonio? Yeah. Uh, I go to San Antonio once a week yeah. for, for work. Right. And uh, I, I deliver near the Alamo. Yeah. So I drive past the Alamo. I roll the window down and I scream every day. Every, this is every Thursday I do this. So if you're at the Alamo on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon and you hear somebody <laughs> screaming, remember the Alamo from a big white Alamo. van, it's me. But no, that's what I do. I roll the window down and all the tourists and everything. I just scream yeah. as loud as I can. Remember the Alamo. That's and just, awesome. I just watch like 40 people turn back to look at me. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so he's all strapped up and he's like, uh, most of the, I just, I can't get over the fact that in his mind, most of the scenarios he's won. Yeah. Yeah. For he's, sure. He's, he's lost several of them, but in most of them he's won. Uh, he goes, uh, uh, and by the way, now he's holding a machete, uh, which Dale with a machete scares the bejesus. Dale, out of like Dale with any of the equipment that he actually is in currently in possession of. Well, it's kind of like when me. he had the fire, the, the flamethrower thing. Just, that he the, made, just you know? the, just the, I've seen him strike and light his poison on fire and light his cigarette with like flammable poison. Yeah. He goes now nah, and he's talking to Hank. He's like, uh, now are you going to need the raccoon's pelt intact or for a hat? Bobby says, I thought you were going to trap bandit and free him in the woods. Why is everything you're wearing so sharp? He's talking to Dale. <laughs> he says, uh, you're not going to hurt my raccoon. Are you? That's uh, entirely up to him, Bobby. <laughs> That's very Navy SEAL-like. That's entirely up to him, Bobby. Either he comes peacefully or I cut him. <laughs> so uh, Dale is looking under the house now through that screen, and he goes, uh, Hank, once I crawl in there, I want you to quickly cover the hole with the screen. That's the only way in and out for the raccoon. Do not remove the screen. No matter how much I plead or beg, you do not remove the screen. And so all the guys are kind of gathered around watching him get under it. Uh, and he gets under it and they put the screen back and it is, I don't know, 10 seconds. And then the, you hear the noise from the raccoon. That's that noise you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And Dale is all almost immediately back at the screen. Hank, open the screen for God's sakes. Hank, I'm begging you the screen. Ah! And then, uh, Hank says, that's it. I'm taking off the screen. He takes the screen off. Uh, Bill says, you promised Dale you wouldn't. Uh, he, he continues to, on. yeah. Here's here's where the sound comes from. Somewhere here. Hold on. No, that ain't it. I thought that was it. <laughs> that's all right. Well, it didn't matter. When you find yeah, it, it didn't matter. Uh, so we hear the screaming continue. Hank's like, that's enough. Oh, I think I found it. Hold on. All right. I think this is it. Really? When he first, when he first opens it. I can see it, that they would play that over and over or something, you know. <laughs> I guess they modulate it or something or do yeah. something different with yeah. it, but that's supposed that's the huh. sound that they use. That's crazy. It's a scrab. It's scrab is what it's called. It's something in the game called a scrab. Huh. That's that's where the sound comes from. So we've now taken the screen off and the raccoon comes out uh, and it kind of corners Hank. Uh, and then we see Ladybird come up and she starts to attack the uh, the raccoon. And so this whole melee takes happen or takes place, and Hank's like, "Get off over, hey, hey, Ladybird, Ladybird!" And then you see both of them take off down the alley. So yeah. they both run away now. Uh, Ladybird chasing the raccoon, 
And uh, uh, Hank, of course, is, is calling for Ladybird. And Bobby, of course, is, Bandit, come back. And then Hank uh, picks up the collar. The collar for Ladybird has come off, and there's a little blood on it. He goes, oh, my God, Ladybird's hurt. Someone call 911. <laughs> they would laugh at you. <laughs> and then Dale looks at him and goes, I give you one little thing to do, and you screw it up. He said, don't Jesus open Dale. the, yeah, don't open it. Well, he said, don't open it. Then he opened it. And now he's telling him he screwed up. Yep. And that is our first commercial break. And we will take it there and we will be right back. Well, let me tell you, Rusty, uh, eating healthy used to be a struggle for me, but that was before I discovered the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. The Blendjet 2. Now when fast food temptation strikes, I just blend up a delicious and nutritious protein shaker smoothie. You know, they gave us a whole bunch of those uh, little packages that came with the blender. Yeah. And there's some really good flavors in there. I mean, there's some like that matcha thing. The green matcha? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty damn good. Uh, Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up smoothies at work, uh, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. Mm. It's small enough to fit uh, in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Maybe a human thumb. Don't. It doesn't. Don't put your thumb in it. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15-plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C, which has saved us all. There's nothing worse than turning that USB thing over and over and over and over and then finally finding how it plugs in, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't USB like that either. Saved yes. USB-C saved us all. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. <laughs> Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. Uh, there's 30 plus colors and patterns to choose from. There's a Blendjet 2 to complement just about any style. I have, um, we have a pink one? Lavender. Oh, I think ours is lavender. Uh, yeah. Mine is the Toy Story Aliens. Oh, yeah. It's like the Pizza Planet one. Ooh, yeah. that Ooh. one. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, they've got some really cool uh, um, colors, and yeah. but I really like the patterns. I know one of the people here got one that looks like Woody the Sheriff. Is there a code him. with them? There is a code. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and glab, gra <laughs> grab yours glibity, today. Glibity glab glob. it today. Glibity, uh, glibity, glob. And when you do glab it, uh, make sure you use the promo code. B-W-A-A-A-1-2. That's to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. Go to Blendjet.com and use the code BWAAA12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Blendjet 2, formerly known as Blendjet. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's me, your puzzle-loving pal. Did you know I was a puzzle-loving pal? I didn't know you were a puzzle-loving pal. <laughs> I got to tell you about my latest obsession. It's Wongo Puzzles. Uh, these things are the real deal. They are high-quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I have been there. I will tell you this. Uh, my parents, you know, they're very old and decrepit, and uh, they make uh, they, they do puzzles all the damn time. Yeah. Like, there's always a table that what has, like, an unfinished do, right? puzzle. Yeah, it's either that or, I don't know. Die. <laughs> feel, feel your bones. Uh, so they these puzzles, these Wongo puzzles, they are 100% wooden. Uh, they'll last forever. Uh, each piece is hand-drawn. 
just think about that for a second. Each piece is hand, hand drawn. drawn. So no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun whimsy pieces as you work through it. Whimsy. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. You know, before we started doing this, I didn't realize how many people I know already have these Wongo puzzles. I mean, they're they're apparently pretty. pretty you can't go wherever Juan go. <laughs> With uh, stunning designs and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. I loved doing the snow globe puzzle myself. It was great to pull out a puzzle and be done in a night and not have it on the table for a week. Uh, what, so what are you waiting for? Let's go to Wongo Puzzles, W-O-N-G-O Puzzles.com and pick a puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code B-W-A-A-A for 10% off your order. It's the most fun you'll have with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to W-O-N-G-O puzzles.com and use your code B-W-A-A-A to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. And we are back from that lovely commercial break. Um, Alrighty. So now we're, uh, Lady Bird has, has chased the raccoon, chased Bandit down the street. We went to a commercial break, and uh, then we see Hank driving up into his driveway in his little red truck. Uh, the guys are all out there waiting. I believe Bobby's out there waiting. I know he is. Uh, and Hank gets out, and he goes, I can't find Lady Bird anywhere. And Bobby says, Dad. He goes, any luck, son? He goes, I looked all over the neighborhood. No sign of Bandit, not even a dropping. Hank says, what? You've been looking for that dang raccoon. It would have attacked me if it weren't for Ladybird. And now my dog's out there, possibly hurt, exposed to the elements. And even if she does find something to eat, who's going to mix in an egg? <laughs> so, Hank, is, have you ever done that for your dog? Uh, no, I've never done anything special for a dog other than pour a cup full of kibble on the, on the ground for it. Uh, and so uh, Dale comes up and he's like, I'll find Ladybird. Lucky for you, I'm not only an exterminator, I'm also a bounty hunter my other card and he gives his card to hank he goes tell tell me i sent you and you'll get 10 percent off <laughs> tell me i sent you all right yeah. now we we transition <laughs> over to the arlen yeah uh, he's an idiot he is we transition. he needs a spinoff he he does i i would love to see a live action deal i don't care yeah live action dale spinoff that would be mean, hilarious just a bug get, just a, a wacky I mean, bug guy oh yeah yeah, it'd be good. And even if it's not Hardwick, just just a, just somebody out the street. He just, is Dale. He is Dale. I mean, he he is. He definitely like is. All right. So he's too old now, though, to to play a thirty CGI. year old Bugabago guy. Yes, yeah, CGI. Uh, now we're at the. That's the answer to everything. Now, yeah. uh, we're at the Arlen Animal. That's what they used to say back in the day. Oh, they'll just CGI it. Yeah, do it. Do it in post. post. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're now at the Arlen Animal Shelter, and we're talking to the guy that works there. Uh, Hank says, uh, and he's putting up a, a picture of a missing, he's putting up a missing dog poster, yeah. uh, but it's Ladybird in a little birthday hat with a cake in front of her in this little black and white photo. And he goes, that picture was taken at a birthday party last month. Sorry, I don't have a more recent photo. Last <laughs> month. <laughs> I don't have a more recent photo. <laughs> so, the guy at the, uh, the guy it's at like the, that now though. People take like thousands of pictures oh, of their dog a month. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If they're not taking pictures of that, they're taking pictures of their food. Uh, the guy at the food looks good on a, a good camera. It though. can. Guy at the shelter says, uh, "Mr. Hill, I don't want to get your hopes up. The odds of finding a dog that's run away." And Hank just stops him and goes, "Ladybird did not run away. She got in a fight with a raccoon and took off after it." The guy says, "Whoa, raccoon!" And then Dale says, "Hank, let me take over as one animal control professional to another." Uh, was what appeared to be a raccoon, but I only saw it briefly, and it was dark, so I don't know. Dale, you, you'd said nothing. You said absolutely nothing. 
But the guy at the animal control place, he says, uh, well, it's too bad you didn't catch it because without being able to autopsy the raccoon, we have no way of knowing if it gave your dog rabies. Hank says, rabies? Because uh, they haven't even thought about this. Yeah. Dale's like, now, as I said, I'm an animal control professional. Explain to Hank how you get rabies. Okay. All right. So here we go. <laughs> I'll go through the, the rabies go facts. Yeah. All right. So uh, in the United States, the most common uh, wild animals that carry rabies are raccoons, skunks, yeah. Yeah. bats, and foxes. I knew skunks were bad with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So contact with infected bats is the leading cause of human rabies. Really? Bats is the number uh, one. Dracula, uh-huh. but instead of instead, instead of you turning into a vampire, you get rabies. Your your law your jaw locks up. Yeah, you get locked on. You foam at the mouth, and you get super You're thirsty. Scared of water. Yeah. So seven out of ten Americans who die from rabies in the U.S. each year. So we only lose ten a year to rabies. Seven out of ten. Right. So I'm saying, but you say seven out of ten die. Yeah, seven out of ten Americans who die from rabies in the uh, U.S. each year were infected by bats. Okay, so seven out of the ten. So ten die, but seven of them were infected by bats. Were infected by wow, bats. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a uh, lot. That's a big seventy percent. Good boy. Yeah, seventy percent of all infections from wow. rabies are bats, and it says that the first Maybe sign of rabies might be similar to flu, just like everything in the world. <laughs> all the symptoms to everything, that's right. that's right. you might be dying of death if you have these symptoms. Maybe don't uh, stand around that bridge. Yeah, those bats. <laughs> yeah, Maybe so it's not uh, a good idea. probably not. Yeah. So it's weakness, discomfort, fever, headache, discomfort. Uh, Prickling, itching near I, the near the bite, if bite I reported, spot. If I reported discomfort every time, I would have rabies every day. Yeah, I'd have rabies yeah. all the time right. too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so those symptoms may last for days, and then the symptoms progress into cerebral dysfunction, uh-huh. anxiety, confusion, and agitation. Mm. So once it is established, agitation, uh, there is no effective treatment. Mm. That's so, crazy. Uh, a small number of people survive it, yeah. but the disease generally causes death. Gross. Uh, for that reason, if you're exposed to rabies, you must get a series of shots. Seven. To prevent the infection from taking hold. And they're right in the stomach, right? Yeah. They put them in the stomach. Uh, yep. It's called post-exposure prophylaxis. Consists of a dose of human rabies immune globulin, HRIG, mm-hmm. and rabies vaccine given on the day of the exposure. Good Lord. And they give it on days 3, 7, and 14. So you get four yeah. big doses yeah. of it. Uh, yeah, so that's So now it's so that's four. It, I know it used to be seven shots. Now they're saying it's four. It's four nowadays. That's good. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you yeah. get it on the day that you get bit or exposed to it. Yeah, and then you get it on the third day, and then they give it on the seventh, and then they give you seven more days, and then they give it to you on the fourteenth. I can't imagine getting rabies, and I can't imagine getting bit by a snake. I really Those can't. Those are two things that imagine that any of is it. probably very common around here. You know, especially the snake part. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it sounds absolutely awful to get something like that. Uh, not 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 on my list of no. Ooh, let's try this. I don't, that's not my bucket list. <laughs> yeah, no. So the guy at the, it'll literally uh, be your last. Bucket. That's right. It'd be yeah. your last bucket. Uh, the guy at the uh, animal shelter says uh, raccoon bites are the most common way because they're talking about rabies. Yeah. Uh, Dale's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because he's having him explain how he gets rabies because Hank is just a uh, he's just a normal guy. Uh, and the guy says followed by rat bites and then raccoon scratches. So it was a little different than the guy says here. Mm-hmm. Hank just looks completely. Well, you know the 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 data might have changed too that's true yeah because this is yeah. what 20 years ago yeah so the data yeah, might have changed maybe so we got more bats 
Uh, Hank, 23 years ago. Hank just looks lost. You know, he just looks, he's, he's glassy eyed cause he can't take in what's happening here. He knows if his dog has rabies, his dog is done. Oh, it's over with. Yeah. Dale says what? Oh, raccoon scratches moved up to third. Good for them. Uh, nobody's counting that Dale. Nobody gives a shit. It's not Nobody a competition. Cares, Dale. But he looks down and he has some scratches on his arm. Right. Yeah, so under, he starts, his, under his orange jumpsuit. Yeah, oh, I don't feel good. I'm cold, Nancy. So now we're uh, in in Dale's basement, and Nancy is on the computer. Dale's sitting next to her, and he goes, "What does it say?" And she's typing stuff in. She goes, "Well, the earliest symptoms of clinical rabies in human are chills." He starts shivering. I'm cold, Nancy. So cold. But he's just standing there in his underwear and his socks. Oh, he's got. He's, <laughs> well, the thing I loved is he's got his his pack of cigarettes stuck Tucked in the waistband of his underwear. Yeah, and he just has scratches all over him. Yeah, he got tore that, up. That, that raccoon that tore him yeah. up. Uh, he goes, "I'm I'm cold, Nancy. So cold." She goes, "You're in your underwear, Shug." He goes, "Read on." She says, some sufferers may have a sore throat. And then he exhales smoke and goes, my throat's on fire. <laughs> she says, diarrhea. He, he doesn't respond to that at all. And he no, says, go, go on. on. Uh, she says, they may also feel anxious or fearful of things with no clear reason. He goes, ah, Nancy, I think I have rabies. <laughs> she says, Dale, you're going to be fine. All we have to do is get you to a doctor so they can give you a shot. Oh, sorry, seven shots. He, he, <laughs> for Dale, that's a big deal. He looks at her and goes, Let's say I don't get the shots. Is it possible to live a normal life infected with rabies? And then this is this is one of those pregnant pauses that they use in King of the Hill that I love so much. She just goes click clack click 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 click. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. All right. Uh, next, we're at the Hill dinner, uh, or in the like dining room. They're they're all sitting down eating dinner, and I think this is the only line we get from Luann. She says, uh, "And please make sure." La-, she's obviously praying. Yeah. And please make sure Ladybird is safe without rabies. And if rabies is part of your divine plan, then please change your plan and send us back Ladybird rabies free. <laughs> Bobby says, "And Bandit too." Amen. Uh, Hank says, no, sir. Bandit is not in this prayer. It's Bandit's fault we're in this mess or your fault for feeding him. I'll let you decide, Lord. Uh, This is a very long prayer that everybody's involved in now. Very long prayer. Peggy says, uh, now, Hank, I know Lady Bird is just fine. She saved your life. I'm sure she can save her own. What, Peggy? What What does that even mean? The dog can save themselves? The dog can save herself. Hank says, well, I hope you're right, but if she's out there suffering with rabies, I'll have to shoot her, and with my aim, I'll have to shoot her twice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. He just look, He just thinks to himself, oh, God. And those of you that don't know uh, and <laughs> are, 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 twice. haven't followed the plot line as close as we are, uh, there's another movie that is really, really similar to this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which one? It's the plot line of Old Yeller. Oh, yeah. Gets bit it by really the raccoon. Is. Raccoon yeah. has rabies. Yeah. But I'm this this has they, a lot happier ending than I'm Old Yeller. I'm surprised they didn't call this Oh, oh. Old Ladybird, or something yeah, well, like that. Yeah, well, because to kill a ladybird yeah. would kill be to kill a mockingbird, mm-hmm. which again is a, I mean, I guess it's that is more of a, it's a life or death choice. Yeah, right? it's more of a contextual yeah. decision uh, or a yeah. uh, 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 contextual choice for mm-hmm. the name, I guess, than Old Yeller being like it's like literal Old Yeller plot line. It's the same thing. If you put if you put the the, the same plot themes in for Old yeah. Yeller, it's yeah. all the same oh, all sure. the way down. Sure, climax, everything except for at the end of this one. It's a lot it better result. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot, a lot better, better result. result. Yeah. So uh, he's worried he's going to have to shoot his dog twice. And Bobby pipes up and says, okay, Ladybird good, rabies bad. I just want to find Bandit. I mean, Bobby is ticked at this point. He just wants his damn raccoon. Yeah, he wants to know what's By up By the way, the my parents promised me that I could have a pet raccoon when I was little. And they never followed through on that. 
Probably for probably for a good it cause. It was for a good cause, yes. But yeah. at the time, as a child, you don't. Oh, you're pissed. Yeah. You don't care. I, I just want, want a raccoon. raccoon. Where's my raccoon? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, well, as parents, don't agree to that. There's some par- there's some parental advice for you. Don't agree to everything your kids say. Yeah, no, don't. Because tell them you do, no you're very in often. A buttload of trouble. Tell them no as much as you can tell them no. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and uh, Hank pipes up and says, "We all want to find Bandit Bobby. It's the only way we can figure out if Ladybird's got rabies." And this is the harsh truth for Bobby. He's like, uh, how do they do that? He goes, well, uh, they take off its head. And that is, I guess, the way they do it. I mean, they have to, yeah, they they do. Have to dissect the brain. Yeah, right? they cut the... Because yeah. well, I know when they do that with dogs, they cut the dog's head off and send it to Dallas. Do- That's Bobby. what they always tell you. Oh, they cut the dog's head off and send it to <laughs> send Dallas. Send it to Dallas. <laughs> Poor male people, right? Yeah, I imagine mean, you get it, a box with a dog's well, you got a box damn with a head, dog's in, head it. in it. Then next to that, you've got the box that somebody pooped in to see if they have cancer. And, I mean, <laughs> yeah. God almighty. Oh, man. It's 104 outside and you're carrying around poop in a dog's head. Yeah, that's it. Oh, my God. Uh, so Bobby is pretty shocked by that. Now we hear a knock on the door. Uh, Hank goes to the door and it's Nancy standing at the door and she goes, I don't want to abuse the privilege, but I need you to get the, I don't know. I might feel more sorry for Dallas. That's true. Imagine how many dead dog heads are sitting in Dallas right now in a warehouse. Three day drive. (laughs) There's like 40 dog heads in a warehouse waiting to be dissected. Oh Lord. They're just staring at you. Yeah. Uh, Nancy says, I don't want to abuse the privilege, but I need you to get Dale out of the basement again. So the next thing we see is Bill, Boomhauer, Nancy, all outside of the door to the... uh, Now, they have a basement, definitely, because Dale's down in his basement. They seem to be the only ones that have a basement. But again, basements in Texas just aren't... Like I said, the most common thing is a pier and beam. I think Dale dug it, is what I think. I think it's his his fallout shelter. Personal thing. I think it's his fallout shelter, yeah. So uh, they're all standing outside the door, and they're kind of... They're getting ready to go in and get Dale. Uh, Hank says, uh, all right, everybody ready to go? And go. And Nancy goes up to the door and she says, Dale, honey, pizza's here. And then from behind the door, you hear, mmm, pizza. So he's fine. Yeah, you he's know? fine. He comes out. They all grab him. Uh, he's screaming like crazy. And they're trying to carry him out to the truck. He goes, no, Nancy, look, Nancy, they're taking, no, ah. And then Hank says, all right, Dale, we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. Pregnant pause. Dale do it says, the hard way. Do it the hard, hard way. way. <laughs> he's just struggling. He's he loves it though. Him. He's funny. hitting them and stuff, and he's screaming. I like how he pauses though. Do it the hard do way. Do it the hard way. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then we kind of transition, and we see Bobby and Joseph watching all this happen. And uh, Bobby says, "I'm worried about Bandit." And Joseph says, "I'm worried about my dad and Bandit." <laughs> yeah, like, and Bandit. Yeah, and Bandit. <laughs> I just love those pauses. All right, and now we're in the truck. Uh, Hank is driving Dale to, I guess, the doctors. Uh, and uh, Dale is pleading. He says, and he doesn't have his hat on. Uh, he says, see, I'm settled down. Now give me back my hat. And it shows the hat is up in the visor. Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, it's easy for you to sit there with a head full of thick, gorgeous hair laughing at me. Please. And Hank says, uh, I told you, Dale, I'll give you the hat back after you get the shots. Now, they stop at a crosswalk, and we see the, the uh, person running the crosswalk. She's out there with a stop sign, you know, and she's all official. She's got her hat on and everything. Uh, and then Dale jumps out of the truck. He grabs the hat. Instead of grabbing his hat that's in the truck, he grabs the hat from the crossing guard and puts it on and starts running off, yeah. right? Hank's like, a, Dale, where are you? Hey, Dale, get back here, get back here. And you see Dale jump a fence. Of course, you get, you know, and he jumps Gee-gee. a fence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we're back at the Hill house 
everyone has been gathered at the Hill House because they are all uh, uh, going to go looking for Ladybird, for Bandit, and for Dale now. Yeah. You know, they're losing half the freaking neighborhood here. Uh, they're all gathered in the in the uh, living room, and Hank is addressing them all, and he goes, okay, a raccoon, Ladybird, and Dale are on the loose, and they all might be rabid. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually got a, a fun fact. Uh, are, are we at that spot yet? I don't well, think let me, let me yet. say this one thing, and then I'll Oh, yeah, we're not, at the spot. we're not at the spot okay. yet. Hold on. So he says, uh, Peggy, you should stay here in case Ladybird comes home. Yeah. And I rode out to the side, shitty Peggy. Because shitty Peggy. Not real. Yeah. She doesn't, she can't read the room, and she goes, not if, Hank whether or not now is not the time Peggy <laughs> she hates the dog though oh, my God. that's one of her secret hates yeah. she hates the dog yeah so Hank says the rest of us are she gonna- hates the dog because the dog represents every child she was that's not true. able to have yeah. in her yeah. mind I feel like I mean yeah. that's a little bit more psychological Plus, than maybe uh maybe an animated show goes but the psychology of Peggy that's what I think well, about I think Peggy also, I think she despises the dog because it, it also has a lot to do with the fact that the dog only responds to Hank. That know? too, probably. Yeah. That probably has a factor yeah. into it. Hank says, the rest of us are going to go cover every inch of Arlen, and I'm going to need somebody to help Nancy in case Dale comes home. Any volunteers? And you see Bill and John Redcorn raise their arms at the same time. Redcorn looks over at Bill and says, I had my hand up first. And Bill's just like, oh, he just takes it right <laughs> down. He, says, he doesn't want any part of that. Yeah. Uh, and then we see a little bit of a uh, montage of Bobby uh, putting out missing signs for Bandit. You see uh, Boomhauer and Bill putting up missing signs for Dale. They're almost the exact same thing. Almost, yeah. And then we see Dale is in the woods. He, uh, he, he, he looks uh, awful, uh, even though he's terrible. been in the woods. He's been in the woods for maybe 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. He looks terrible. Uh, and he's just over there and he goes, survival diary update. And he's talking into a little tape recorder, you know, like one of the dictation recorders. Yeah. I've been drinking dew drops found on the forest leaves and I've been eating mushrooms and moss, mostly mushrooms. My rabies is taking a turn for the worse. I'm starting to hallucinate. When I close my eyes, I can see strange characters running around chasing colorful geometric shapes in a dark and infinite limbo. I have stopped closing my eyes. I fear I am going mad. Then his little lean-to that he's built back there with sticks, it just falls down. Yeah. You know. So this is where my, my fun fact or whatever comes okay. in is right here. He says, hang on one second. He, yeah, says, uh, he says, survival reminder, need hammer and nails. And then he looks inside the little tape recorder, and there's a batter, There's no batteries in it. And he goes, yeah. and batteries and tape for the tape recorder. And then he, he just chucks it into the woods, picks up a pine cone, and starts talking into it, and says, uh, also need a new tape recorder. Yeah. So what's your fun fact? Okay, the fun fact is about mushrooms. So uh, there's a lot of forests that have been destroyed and tore down and sure. messed up in Texas, yeah. especially. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm mainly speaking on Texas because uh, there is no public lands in Texas uh, whatsoever as far as like BLM and stuff yeah. like that. Everything yeah. into every square inch of Texas is owned by a municipality or an individual. Right. So whether the county, the city, the, the state, or an individual owns it, it's all mm-hmm. owned every mm-hmm. square inch. Well, uh, I didn't even know this, but this is a, an arty fact that I kind of dug a little bit okay. more on just to All discover right. since he mentions eating mushrooms and stuff like that. East Texas is what is considered uh, one of the last frontiers for mushroom hunters. Oh. There's over six or 700 varieties in the big thicket forests and stuff out, out, out in East yeah. Texas. Yeah. And it's to do with the amount of rainfall and the fact that it's been protected now. Now yeah. it's all, yeah. you know, you can't, sure. it's all a protected forest sure. now. Yeah. So that is uh, one of the last 
you know, quote unquote frontiers for mushroom hunters mm-hmm. uh, is in East Texas. Mm. So that, uh, you know, it's a, a fun, That's a cool. fun mushroom fact. Yeah. So if you're yeah. a mushroom hunter and you want to go hunt mushrooms, uh, you could uh, go, to East Texas. go to East Texas. There's all kinds of uh, edible mushrooms and things, yeah. but don't, you got to be careful. Please though. don't just go eat mushrooms oh without God, not no, knowing what you're no. eating. There's some uh, dangerous, dangerous stuff out there. Very dangerous. And if you don't know what you're doing, don't just go eating mushrooms just because for sure. you just because you hallucinate when you eat a mushroom doesn't mean it's not also going to kill you yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, now we are uh, uh we see hank and this is what i was talking about hank goes into his garage we're watching him from behind he goes up to his his bench kind of puts both hands down the garage door slowly comes down once it comes down you just hear hank sobbing I mean, yeah. a, I mean, he is crying. Yeah, his really eyes bad out. too. Really, he really turns bad. the table saw on to kind of mask the the sound. But uh, yeah, I've never seen never seen Hank like this. And then he raises the door, comes out, cleans his glasses, and he's done. He's he's yeah, gotten yeah. all of his emotions out. You know, he's done. All right, so now um, we we go to Dale's house. Uh, Nancy and Redcorn are in bed together, so they wasted no time. Dale's yeah. out of the house, so we got to screw. Uh, and they start hearing some some words or some some noises, and uh, we see them get up and go look to see what's going on. And we see Dale in his underwear with all the scratches going through the fridge, and he's getting stuff out to to eat. Uh, and Nancy says, "Dale." He goes, I mean, he hisses at him, right? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. goes, and then he, he gets in the oven, and I can't tell if it's bread or a roast that he's got. I'm assuming it's a roast. I'm assuming it's a roast. But a roast takes a long time to cook. A really long so time. He's, he's got a roast in the oven, and he tries to get it out and goes, yeah, hot. And then he gets the oven mitts on and takes it out. And then uh, Nancy says, uh, you need a shot, Suge. And he's just, ooh, ah. And he finally jumps out of the window in the freaking kitchen and just runs off. With a the, roast in his hand. With a roast, yeah. All right, the next thing we see, we're in, uh, we're in Hank's garage. Or actually, this is before that. When he went in there to cry, he was carrying those, uh, those, uh, uh, like missing posters. Oh, yeah, yeah, It yeah. had his phone number on it. His phone number, and I'm, I would have to figure out what the area code is, but his phone number is 555-0197. Probably 817 Could or... Could be. Yeah, 512, 512 Yeah, 254, or, or 210. Mm-hmm. So if anybody out there wants to try every area code, 555-0197 is Hank's number. So, Better Call Saul, when it was on, uh, and I think you can still call it, there was a missing dog poster that they put up that had yeah, a yeah, phone yeah. number on it. You could call that number, and you would get a recording from Saul. Telling oh, they would have a recording. Yeah, That's yeah, funny. It was fantastic. That's actually good marketing. I love That's that really good marketing. Yeah, 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 I like I that stuff, it. too. Uh, it's oh. like back in the day, there was a rapper uh, from Houston named Mike Jones, yeah. and he I gave his actual name. phone number wow. out in a song where you could call, and he would answer. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it didn't, it didn't last long <laughs> sure, before he changed that imagine, number. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so now we're back in the Hill House, and the phone is ringing. Uh, Hank picks it up and says hello. Uh, now we find out the name of the guy at the animal shelter. He says, uh, Mr. Hill, this is Big Terry, Big Terry, from the Animal Control. Uh, and uh, he goes, we've had reports of a bloodhound walking kind of funny out by the campgrounds at the Mary Alice Sherry Shivers State Park. 
Yeah. That is a long name. I don't think that's a real thing, though, right? Mm, I don't think so. Mary Alice Sherry Shivers State Park. We're heading there now. And Hank's like, okay, I'm on my way. Just in case you find her first, when you call her name, say the first half longer than the second. Lady Bird. Oh, wow. That actually is, is a it? place. It's a real place? Uh, actually, a real woman. Uh, Mary or- Alice Sherry Shivers. Mary Alice Sherry Shivers. Uh, we get a Texas State Cemetery uh, list here for her. Wife of Governor Robert Allen Shivers. Mm. Uh, she graduated from Our Lady of the Lake in San Antonio. Uh, we're she's really remembering down where Hank might live. We are. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there for sure. So now we have a phone number and we have area codes to kind of, you know. No, absolutely. So she. She's remembered as one of the most gracious first ladies. Mm. Uh, she supported her husband's political career. career as a, her husband was, a, it's, I love that, those old, because this is from the 30s. Yeah. This, this, or uh, the 90s is when she died. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So you get that old antiquated. She was selflessly supported her husband's political <laughs> career. You know, that the yeah, hoity-toity. Sure, sure. She was a stay-at-home mom, you yeah. know, who supported yeah. him when he was a senator, lieutenant governor, and then governor. Yeah. But uh, I don't really see where it says anything about, like, a... Uh, you said a state park. Well, it's funny that they that they picked that name out to to make it into a state park. That's kind of cool. Honestly. There there might be a state park with her name on it. Well, I Hank, don't see one though. If you find one, let me know. But Hank is Hank is still on the phone with this guy, and he goes, "Just in case you find her first, when you call her name, say her the uh, first half longer than the second. You know what that might be? That might yeah. just be a, a, a created for the show. Yeah. But yeah. it's just by some uses really real. expert writers. Yeah. Some really really yeah. really good writers yeah. to pull because that right there that's a oh, nugget sure. that's a nugget i never would have known that he yeah tells, that's he tells crazy. the guy how to call lady bird and he goes you got that uh the guy on the other end of the phone big terry he goes uh, uh mr hill if we get there and the dog's acting strange we'll have to put lady bird down and hank's like oh no and then he just like lets go of the phone doesn't hang it up or anything the phone's still hanging down yeah and on the phone we hear big terry go uh mr hill are, are you there uh i'm sorry i meant we'll have to put lady bird down lady bird down <laughs> that's a really good use of that joke that is a good joke all right now we're at the park uh we're in the woods we've got bill boomhauer hank uh with a rifle mind you and bobby uh, he hands a flare gun to Bill, which is a bad choice. Terrible choice. It's a terrible choice. He goes, <laughs> it's now, not a good thing ever to hand Bill anything that could hurt him or others. I just think if you hand Bill anything. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't hand him. I really wouldn't hand him <laughs> not even, you know, a slip of paper. Hank says, uh, now, Bill, if you see Lady Bird first, fire this flare straight up in the air, not at her. And he's like, okay, he takes it. He's looking at it. And then Hank turns his back and boom, there goes a flare. Almost hits Hank in the <laughs> yeah. head. Uh, and he goes, oh, false alarm. So they are going off looking for everybody. Uh, now we are in the woods with Bobby and Hank because I'm assuming they all split up. Uh, Bobby is throwing mega mellows on the ground, leaving a trail for the raccoon. Yeah. Right? Uh, and he says, what are you doing, Bobby? If you're looking for that raccoon, you're wasting your time. It's probably two towns over now eating some other kid's garbage. Bobby says, well, at least Bandit never ate my lunch until after I'd thrown it out. That's what I'd call common courtesy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hank says, yeah, I remember the time Lady Bird jumped up and ate your peanut butter sandwich right off your plate. I thought she'd never stop licking the roof of her mouth. I'll tell you what. Oh, I never laughed that hard again. Never laugh Never that, laugh hard, that again. hard again. <laughs> That's so funny. That is funny. We hear a, uh, br- a branch snap off in the distance, and Hank's like, oh, Lady Bird, come here, girl, come to daddy. 
Uh, and then he says, so he can send you to, and he kind of gets choked up, puts a bullet in his gun and goes, doggy heaven. <laughs> I mean, geez, Hank, that's rough. Come here, girl. So, uh, daddy can send you to, to doggy heaven. Um, now as they're walking through the woods, um, it's kind of like in, um, what is it? Uh, what's the one, uh, um, where all those kids are on the, on the Island, the book, um, piggy and they throw the rock down and hit that guy in the head. Lord of the flies. Lord of the flies. So it's kind of like Lord of the flies. They've got all these sticks sticking up or Dale has all these sticks sticking up is almost a warning. He's got bugs and mouse heads and all kinds of stuff on these sticks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Walking it's through. a very Lord of the flies it feel right here to so. it. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, Ugh. and then Hank says, what the heck? And then Dale drops from a tree and just goes, yeah. and that's it before we get to our that's next it, commercial yeah. break. Hey, Rusty, did you know that you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? No, I, mean, I didn't know that. I mean, I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned a bottle around to actually see what's inside. You know, recently I did, and I found out many of my favorite creamers, like especially the one my wife used to use, uh, they contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, Ooh. dye potassium phosphate whatever that is terrible artificial flavors i don't i can't take artificial flavors a lot of the time you know i'm I'm good on any flavoring they taste like i don't like flavors in my coffee i like i like the earth and flavor i mean i love coffee don't get me wrong i i do love it i just um i don't like all that crap in my coffee right yeah no it does that so let me tell you about laird superfoods then uh, they have better ingredients, amazing taste, and functional benefits. Uh, Laird Superfood Creamers are crafted from the highest quality all-natural real food ingredients. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into your routine. Now, they're all-natural. They've got whole food ingredients. Uh, they contain naturally occurring MCTs from coconut oil. and Everybody tells you coconut oil is good for you. Mm-hmm. There's no artificial flavors, no colors, no additives. Uh, no sugar from highly refined corn syrup. So that's a big deal right there. Um, if you take one thing you do every day and make it better, Laird developed his creamer himself to stay powered for a day on the waves. He was a big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton was, and he needed a morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. So he made this creamer, and it is, uh, it's, it's crazy, crazy good. Uh, Laird sources high-quality plant-based ingredients globally and puts an emphasis on U.S. sources whenever possible. They aim to source responsibly and sustainably and believe that the food you consume should be as good for the earth as they are for you. They have honest and transparent products and labels. Uh, If you try it, you won't go back. Um, They have functional superfood creamers, instant lattes, and prebiotic greens. They have a variety of snacks and supplements full of wholesome plant-based ingredients to keep you charged for wherever life takes you. So to get a deal on Laird Superfoods, I need you to go to zen.aibwaaakingofthehill. So that's zen.ai slash bwaaakingofthehill. And your offer code there is bwaaa. So Laird Superfoods makes a better creamer that keeps you powered all day, and it's better for you, the earth, and your coffee. What do you say, Rusty? You want to go get some coffee? Mmm. Coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rusty? Yeah. Did you know 
that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue. Oh, no. I don't know about you, but like 2.30, 3 o'clock, I just hit a wall almost every day. I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, brain fog. But luckily, there's a cure. Oh, there is? Actually, I should have said there's a solution. It's called cure. Cure hydration. Uh, The cure hydration is an oral rehydration solution, or ORS, uh, that contains the perfect balance of electrolytes. You know how important that is because plants crave it. Super important. And glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water powder and pink Himalayan salt. And it is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. That makes it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions and preferences. Uh, The packets that they give you, they're convenient. They're easy to use. You just mix them with water and drink. They're perfect for on-the-go, travel, or anytime you need quick hydration. Uh, hydration is more than just drinking water, Rusty. It is, uh, that's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. I've known people like that. My yeah, wife, my yeah, wife yeah. drinks so much water, it's crazy. Lauren found Cure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mix to make hydration easy for everyone. Uh, Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they only use the highest ingredients and quality plant-based uh, stuff to avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. So are you ready to combat dehydration? Absolutely. You, you can try Cure today and feel difference for feel the difference for yourself. Use your code. B-W-A-A-A. <laughs> Sorry, I blanked. You're good for 20% off your order. Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use our special code BWAAA for 20% off your order. Uh, your coupon will be activated at checkout. Try Cure Hydration. Stop drying out. All right, and we are back. Uh, we're going to wrap this sucker up. Um, it's a great are, episode. Though. I love this one. It's one is, of my favorite episodes. I like uh, I like Bobby centric episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this is a lot of Dale too. That too. Yeah, yeah. You get a lot of Dale in this yeah. one. Of course, Dale's fun. Uh, and so now um, we've transitioned, and Dale has has taped the guys up, uh, kind of like they're they're bank robbers or something. He's got them all wrapped up uh, against a tree. And uh, Hank finally uh, awakens because Dale has knocked him out. Uh, And uh, Bobby says, Dad, you're okay. Don't look him in the eye. It makes him start howling. And then we pan over and we see Dale washing his underwear in the stream with his just ass hanging out. Um, uh, Like I say, both of them are are tied up. He comes over and he goes, (laughs) I thought you thought you could just waltz (laughs) in here and kill me, did you? So, well, so did he. And he points at one of the sticks and it's got a dead frog on it. And Hank says, damn it, Dale, you're stupid. He goes, uh, Dale says, you will speak only when I say you can speak. Hank says, remove the tape, Dale. He goes, okay, you can speak. (laughs) Hank says, let us go now, and I promise I won't kick your ass later. Dale says, I'm sorry, but I can't do that, Hank. I've got plans for you. Oh, yeah, I'm going to drain all the blood out of your body. Then I'm going to replace my blood with your non-rabid blood, which will both cure me and give me all your knowledge of propane and propane accessories. And he eats another mushroom. Hank says, I think you might be eating the wrong kind of mushrooms, Dale. 
Bill says, I know what I'm doing. These mushrooms have been keeping me alive. But what I don't know, Hank, is how you can still talk when there's millions of bugs squiggling in and out of your mouth. <laughs> Hank says, oh, yeah, I can talk. And you just wait until Bill and Boomhauer find us. And then it, it we see Bill and Boomhauer. They are no longer looking for anybody. They are... Uh, uh, Bill comes out on a tire swing and falls in the in the water, and Boomhauer is on top of a rock, and he jumps into the water and says, uh, "Dang old Geronimo, Geronimo!" So they don't they don't really care. They're just uh, they're just swimming. They don't care at all. So we're back with uh, Bobby and Hank tied up, and Dale is uh, uh, kind of giving them his devious plan. He's poking at Hank with a stick, and he goes, "Let's see you try and sell your way out of this one, propane salesman. Where's your precious propane now?" And he just kind of laughs and coughs. Hank says, uh, yeah, you got me, Dale. There's no way out of this. So if I understand your plan, it is to replace your rabies blood with my clean blood. And uh, Dale says, who gave you a copy of my plan? Who gave you a copy of my plan? (laughs) He's such a nutcase. He says, you told me. He goes, so uh, step one, drain my blood. Uh, since you can't stand the sight of blood, I guess you'll have to hand me my pocket knife. Dale says, oh, I'll do more than hand it to you. I'll open it for you. What? <laughs> yeah, he's eating the psilocybin mushrooms. He's tripping, yeah. So Hank kind of gives uh, gives Bobby a, a little wink and a nod, and he goes, uh, you might want to step back, Dale. There's going to be a lot of blood, a lot. And Dale kind of looks away as he's is Hank is supposedly cutting himself. He goes, ah, uh, okay, there, that's the vein. Ow, boy, that's smart. <laughs> I mean, he's not yes. even, like, crying out or anything. Yeah. Dale says, wait a minute, you never cried out in pain in your life. That's what I get for trusting you to drain your own blood. And grabs the knife back from him. Uh, and then hisses at him, of course. <laughs> Hank says, oh, okay, Dale, take it easy, take it easy. Uh, and and uh, uh, D- Dale is kind of waving the knife at him. He goes, take it easy. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I, I shouldn't have done that. I should have cut my vein. <laughs> he goes, shut up. I'm tired of your face. And here comes Ladybird. Ladybird walks up. We hear her growl. Hank finally is like, Ladybird. And and uh, she's still growling. She's growling at Dale. Dale says, all right, dog, you want a tango? And then uh, the dog finally barks and charges at him. And he goes, ah! And he goes immediately up a tree. So yeah. he's up a tree waiting for, uh, waiting out Ladybird. Hank is down on the ground. He goes, Bobby, the knife. And somehow Bobby has gotten loose because Hank doing a little bit of the sawing with the knife earlier obviously got Bobby loose. Uh, and so Bobby comes over and... Uh, um, he he gives he cuts Hank out. Uh, Dale is over there up the tree, and he said, like, "Get your dog away from me! She's got the rabies." Hank says, "Ladybird down," and then Ladybird follows exactly what he exactly says. Exactly what he yep. says. Exactly Doesn't even what wait. He says. Uh, Bobby says, "Dad, watch out!" And she starts coming at Hank. Uh, he goes, "That's it. That's it. Come here." Uh, Bobby says, "She's got rabies. She'll bite you." He goes, "No, she's just wounded and scared. I'm her master. She'd never bite me." Now, Bobby has a gun trained on her. Yeah, he does. Because he's afraid that she does have the rabies, and uh, he's going to have to shoot her if that's the case. And uh, uh, Dale says, shoot her, shoot her with the gun. What else is he going to shoot her with? Bobby? Yeah, and Bobby's a crack shot, too, so Bobby's Bobby's yeah. not missing. Yeah. Hank says, Bobby, no. And Dale's like, yes, Bobby, oh. And then, bam, we hear the gunshot as Ladybird kind of jumps towards Hank. Um, now, we find out that Ladybird has not been hit. Uh, Dale says, you missed her. And then Hank is over there and Ladybird's just licking on him. And he goes, oh, Ladybird, you see, I was right. It's a good thing you missed, Bobby. Bobby says, I didn't miss, Dad. And then we look over and he shot Bandit. 
bandit was coming towards him, and he was afraid the bandit. Yep, was he killed bite bandit. Him. So there you go. There, yeah. uh, Bobby. Bobby did what he had to do. He did. Yeah. Hank says bandit, and Bobby says, "I saw him coming. I th- I thought he was going to bite you." Dale says, "This isn't over. So long, suckers!" And then he's up in that tree. He makes some bird flapping motions. He jumps off of the limb of the tree and just goes flap right in his face on the dirt. Just boom. Face first. Yeah. Uh, and so they both just kind of look at him. And, just, and then he's face first still down in the dirt, flapping his arms. And he goes, Hank, I can see your house from up here. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> not in the dirt. Dipshit. Yeah, he's in the dirt. And he's very, very, very high on mushrooms. <laughs> he is. All right, so the next thing we see is uh, Hank is pounding a cross into the ground. They've obviously buried Bandit. Uh, Bobby is now in a suit uh, because he's at a funeral. Yeah. And he goes... Uh, They're burying uh, buried Bandit. the fallen hero. That's right. That's right. Um, and now um, there's, a, there's also a cone on Lady Bird's head. Uh, so obviously this is a few days later. Very, very, yeah. uh, the yeah. cone usually indicates, uh, medication. She's got right. some kind of something. Well, she probably had to get the shot. She's probably all scratched case. up too. Yeah. So she didn't, you know, pick at her wounds. So Bobby's in a gray suit. He's holding one little marshmallow and he goes, I guess I'm glad bandit didn't have rabies. So, I mean, at least we know lady bird and Mr. Gribble will be okay. Hank says, that's right, son. And Bobby says, thanks for building the cross. He says, no problem, Bobby. Bobby says, I'm going to say a few words now, dad. He goes, I understand. And then, of course, they bow their heads, and Bobby goes, Yeah, <laughs> that shit was so rac- funny. He starts making all the same noises that the raccoon makes, yeah. Hank, Hank just goes, ah, man. <laughs> and, that's ah, man. It. and then we get the credits. Now, You this, know what I really like to think, though, is yeah. that Bobby really was speaking to it. They were really communicating in some kind of way. You know what? It doesn't matter if he actually was. Bobby thought he was. Kind of like, uh, what's her name? Eliza Thornberry, how whenever people would see her talking to the animals, yeah. the animals would just be going, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she would be she doing the same thing. Yeah. She would be, well, well, the thing is, is whenever people saw them communicating, they would see her making animal noises towards the animals, and they thought that she was kind of crazy because yeah. she would do that yeah. in, in the Thornberries. So yeah. that's the kind of same well, thing. It's like a, like a Dr. Doolittle kind of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is one of the ones which you don't get very often, but during the credits, we have another scene. Uh, both of them are walking down the road to the truck. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Hank says, "Say, Bobby, I know this won't be for a while, but when Ladybird dies, how about if I let you pick out our new pet?" Bobby says, "Really? Okay, I'm going to get a possum." He goes, uh, "No, no possums." He goes, "An ostrich then." And Hank says, "Well, I was thinking more of a traditional pet, Bobby, like another dog." Uh, Bobby says, "Okay, can I get a poodle?" And he says, "No." And that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. They're having their regular stuff. And then after the credits, of course, Dale pops up with, "So long, suckers!" Like he was going to fly away. Yeah. But that's it. Well, season four, episode nine. There we uh, go. To kill a ladybird. That was a really to good episode. To kill a ladybird. Yeah, that was. I like Very that good one. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you want to tell them where they can find us if they want more of this foolishness? Yeah. If you want more of this foolishness, you can now find us on Patreon uh, slash yeah. BWAAA, or you could find us at www.bwaaakoth.com. You got it. You got it. Uh, again, we want to thank everybody that has uh, joined the Patreon. We've got. Uh, a couple of levels on there. We don't have a lot of content on it yet, but that that's coming. Uh, that's coming. Yeah, we're trying to figure out how we're gonna how we're gonna go about developing content because yeah. we want to give y'all more and more stuff, and yeah. more. So yeah. we're just gonna we got to hone that down and figure out what it's well, gonna look like. Also, we moved into a very tall building, so we're very uh, we're tall building. Over that. We're there's, over that. there's the Dr Pepper Museum right there. There it is. Yeah. There it is. 
They can't see that. I know they can't see that. And then they um, really can't see that because <laughs> all they can do is hear us. But uh, we just want to thank you all for being here. And uh, yeah. thanks for all the support you give us. Uh, and we thank really you for it. making us the 108th ranked TV review podcast in the United States That's of America. Fantastic. We appreciate yeah. that. With all the podcasts that are out there, 108, I'll take it. Uh, but thank you again. And we will see you guys on Friday where we'll talk about some emails and a couple other things. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see you then. Lumetanya. Lumetanya, indeed. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.